Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill Fantasy Football Podcast. You can hear us uh, wherever you get your podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Libsyn, Radio.com, and wherever you do get your podcasts. Uh, anyway, you can always get us uh, all the links to all previous shows and current shows uh, by going to KramerandBrill.com. KramerandBrill.com. That's the easiest way. So let's take a look at how we did for you. This was another good week for us calling the shots. First of all, we said not to start DK Metcalf, and we were right. Heading into the playoffs, you need to reach for the stars. And Metcalf had a very pedestrian day. Six catches, only 59 yards, and he was kept out of the end zone. Now, we really like Kamara, and he had a record day. Six touchdowns, 155 yards, and three catches. Wow. Uh, You liked Evans, and he had 10 for 181 and two scores. I like Aguilar, and he had five for 155 and a touch. We also like David Johnson. His 128 and two touchdowns was solid. Jeff Wilson had 183 and a score. J.D. McKissick, we liked him. He had eight catches for 77 and a score. We liked David Montgomery for the last several weeks. He had 95. You like Giovanni Bernard this week. was 95 and a score on the ground. Jonathan Taylor, Miles Sanders, J.K. Dobbins, all solid. And we said to start all of them. We also said to stay away from Gallman. And his 27 yards proved us correct, as well as Devontae Booker, who had 11 yards. Quarterbacks, we like Brady. Watson, Trubisky, Carr, and they were all solid. We really liked Josh Allen and who wouldn't uh, four touchdown passes. We were right there. We were not high on Dalton or Roethlisberger, and they both came up strong. Lamar Jackson had a good day with two touchdowns in the air and 80 yards rushing. Tight ends, we really liked Kelsey, Gronk, and Waller. Uh, they all had big days, as did Andrews, while Logan Thomas did catch seven for 63, but no scores. Trending up this week, Juju Schuster, Tom Brady, Kamara, Zeke Elliott, CeeDee Lamb, Trending down this week, the KC Chiefs. Reed will probably rest everyone of note. Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Dwayne Haskins, of course, and Ben Roethlisberger due to the fact the Steelers said they will not be starting him this week. So uh, before we get to your thoughts, I'm kind of curious, where do, where does Dwayne Haskins end up these days? <laughs> That's a good question. I'm shocked that he ever ended up in Washington, much less the first round to begin with. Um he, he only had a year where he was playing at Ohio State. And I think you have to be leery of guys that, you know, there's great talent around them. And I, I would think it's got to be hard to evaluate the guy that's playing quarterback in a system like that. Um, so I don't know. I mean, the thing with – here's the thing that stood out to me when uh, Haskins was released is that it may have been a surprise – to the fans, but I'll tell you exactly who it wasn't a surprise to, and that was the coaches and players on his own team. Because the fans, they only get to see what happens on Sundays or on game day, whereas the coaches and players, they watch what happens every single day from training camp on. And so my feeling, based on what just from being a player, is that a guy – it's not like he produces every day in practice and then somehow things don't work out on Sunday. This hasn't been going on for Dwayne Haskins in practice just as much, if not more, than it has been going on for him in the games. So what about your thoughts on the entire week? This was a kind of a, uh, 
on <laughs> another NFL bizarre week. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and to start out with, I would say the Rams. What in the heck is going on with them? And not in a good way. They lose to the Jets. They The season's on the line. They lose to the Seahawks. Seahawks don't look good doing it. Goff breaks his thumb. Uh, the defense, when they need to stop near the end of the game, can't do it. And I don't know what's going on. You got Goff's going to be out this week. His backup, though, is John Wolford. And the only reason I know that is because he went to Wake Forest. And when he was at Wake Forest, they did a pretty good job beating up on NC State for a few years. <laughs> and this guy is a – he's not tall. I don't, if he was drafted, it wouldn't have been until the later round. But he's a smart, savvy uh, intelligent, good athlete, very intelligent playing this game. And I think he might not be as dynamic a passer just in general as Jared Goff, but I think we're going to see him ignite a spark in this offense, which hasn't really been there in the last couple of weeks. And so I kind of feel good. Even if, even without Goff, I still feel good about Wofford, a quarterback and the Rams, how that turns out this week against the Cardinals. Um, I think well, the team needs to win. That's for sure. Yeah. Games on the line. Season's on the line, obviously. I think the other thing, um, here's some more thoughts I had is first of all, Kirk Cousins against the New Orleans defense. He had nearly 300 yards passing three touchdowns all season. He's been the silent assassin that nobody seems to talk about. Um, Tom Brady, obviously this is his time of year, right? Uh, December and, and January and took advantage of the Lions' four touchdowns by halftime. And that's just, uh, you know, I was not sold on how he was going to do early in the year. In fact, what I was sold on is that he wasn't going to do well. But obviously now he's caught fire and really the second half of the season, and now he's paired up with Gronkowski, and they look back as in sync as ever. Um, how about the turnaround for the Dolphins and Ryan Fitzpatrick? Fitzpatrick, who's played 16 seasons now, never been to the playoffs. Now he's really the, the engineer who won that game to get them into the playoffs. And then the Dolphins, think back to week one, that blowout loss they had to the Patriots, only for to be the team later in the season who knocks out the Patriots and their long playoff streak um, there in, in New England. And so the other team I would match up with the Rams and put a big question mark and an exclamation part behind that is the Browns. They lose to the Jets and with the season line. And this is a situation where the really good teams, like I think the Browns are and can be, I know they had the COVID situation pop up out of nowhere, but the really good teams, Bob, take care of whatever obstacles in front of them when the season's on the line. And unfortunately, the Browns weren't able to do that. And now here they're playing the, the Steelers this week for their playoff lines. And now the Jets, a winning streak out of nowhere. They got two <laughs> games in a row where they've beaten unbeatable teams, so it seemed. And now can they win themselves out of the number two spot in the draft? I don't think they can, but who would have thought they were won two games so far? Um, and the Steelers. Bob, I have to ask you this. Are congratulations even in order? I know they won, and I know they're now they're in the playoffs. But this looks like a home playoff loss team waiting to have it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You know, the, the, the interesting thing was uh, they played like they normally have in the first half. It's just terrible. Yeah. Just terrible. Second half, something happened. I don't know what it was, whether they made adjustments or whether the defense just let down. I don't know. 
But that second half, you know, they played like the old Steelers did when they were 11 and 0, you know, or at least through many of those games. So, right, right. I, I, yeah, no, that was, I was nice to see. Maybe they righted the ship, which was kind of, you know, with one game left to go. Um, they decide not to start Roethlisberger. Maybe he needs that. Maybe, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. They never had a bye week. So I think this is kind of the bye week for them. They don't have to win. They don't have to have people get hurt. You know, they've had that enough all year. So I don't know. I mean, uh, depends on who they play in the first round. Uh, they're either going to be the two or three seed. So we'll have to wait and see. Well, here, I'll back this dump truck up for you. You can pile on this one if you like. How about the Bears? Okay, they've won oh three gosh. in a row. They semi look legit, right? But not one of those three teams is even close to having a winning record. So are they for real or are they not? And then I think we're going to find out this week because now they play the Packers uh, at home where they, the Bears have to win this game to get in. Uh, the Ravens, with their last four wins, look for real. Yeah, no, I, I think the Ra- the Ravens are the team to beat, uh, uh, aside from the Chiefs in the AFC. I really okay. do. They're just coming but off. are they? Because they're not even in the playoffs. Yeah. So, and then I think um, the other thing, the other team that I would think, or the, the other team that shocked me this past weekend were the Tennessee Titans. Here they're on primetime in Lambeau. This seems to be their time of year, and yet they fell flat on their face. At least their defense did. That's what yeah. stands out to me is their defense just does not yet look, you know, significant enough to grow to make that deep playoff run. Unfortunately, they came up short. It, you know, it's in the last week of the season is always the weirdest. You know, because everything is on the line for so many teams. And then you have so many teams that, like Pittsburgh or Kansas City, they're not going to play. They're starters. It doesn't really matter. You know, you got teams trying for a playoff spot against them, and they're playing second string players who are professional football players. Don't get me wrong, but they're not their starters. And you got fans out there yelling, What's going on? I'm, I, I did it a few years ago with Andy Reid when he uh, played no starters in uh, the team. Uh, the Steelers needed Kansas City to win to make the playoffs and didn't do it. So, Well, uh, that reminds me of back in 91 when I was with Detroit. Uh, going into the last game of the season, we were 11-4. and four. We were playing in Buffalo. So on paper, it, A, long before that, I was thinking, oh, my God, we're going to end the season outdoors in Buffalo. Great. Well, we now, win the, we now need the game to win the division, and Buffalo – doesn't play any of their starters offensively, and a lot of their stars on defense didn't play. We won the game, but it took a last-minute drive to win it in order to go 12-4 and four and ultimately get in the playoffs. Well, I'm, I'm going to throw uh, – before we get to the games, I'm going to throw one final thought here. Do you think that John Gruden is rethinking what he did at the end of the game against uh, Miami? <laughs> well, according to his press conference afterward, no, he's not. But isn't it ironic that the guy who really made a name for himself as a broadcaster more than a coach, now he's the guy getting critiqued at the end of the year and throughout the year and at key moments during the year when they've had, you know, slips here and there or the key losses here and there. And now they're not the ones that are the playoffs aren't going to be happening for them this year. So, you know, is he rethinking moving from the playoff or I mean, from the broadcast booth to the coaching field? I don't know. I think uh, maybe all that guaranteed money softens the blow a little bit, but 
no one was critiquing him when he was back in the broadcast booth. The bizarre thing is, I mean, if you looked at it, if they score the touchdown and they kick the extra point, they're seven points ahead. Yeah. If they just run out the clock and kick the field goal, they're what uh, three, two points ahead. Yeah. And so the worst you can do is a tie game. If you score the touchdown, which you tried not to do and you know, a touchdown's harder to get than a field goal, you know, uh, just, I, it just boggles my mind. I sat there watching that. It's like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, And I mean, it boggles a lot of people's minds, but we've seen this happen a bunch, right? Where a gaping hole opens up and the running back goes, Oh no, don't score. But then it's, he kind of slides while he's sliding. He slides actually into the end zone. Yeah. So it's it's happened before where you try to avoid scoring touchdowns. It you know it, there's a couple of different ways obviously to look at it. But neither way, uh, touchdown or no touchdown, field goal, stop him for a field goal, stop for whatever, make the stop. Yeah. Well, let's get right to the games. Jaguars and Colts. Colts can still get into the playoffs with a win and some help. So go hard with Taylor, Hilton, and Pittman. But keep an eye on the injury list. I also like Zach Pascal. Jacksonville playing for the first pick in the draft. Nothing here. <laughs> well, I'll say Hines is falling off, right, since yeah, Jonathan is. Taylor's picked it up. Um, the last six games, here's a name really no one's, or at least I haven't thought about in a while, is playing, is Phillip Rivers. In those six games, he's thrown for 12 touchdowns and only three interceptions. Um, you mentioned Pascal and Pittman. I would take Pascal over Pittman. Pittman had really one good game. It was a hundred yard game. Um, he's only had one touchdown this season. Uh, and for that reason, Pascal in his last couple games has had three touchdowns. And I think at this point in the season is at least worth a shot. Um, I think, and I, I love the Jags matchup, right? I, I mean, they're playing really not to win and the Colts and the offensive weapons they have, um, you know, I, I think they're going to have a chance to exploit this now team tank in the Jaguars. Titans and Texans. Texans playing for pride. I like Watson and Johnson. Uh, Titans need a win, so go heavy with anybody there. Yeah, the Titans, as I said, got embarrassed at Lambeau, um, and now they're playing for their playoff lives. So every Titan, uh, you know, had a, either his worst or nearly his worst game of the season against the Packers. And the Bengals, on the other hand, destroyed the Texans so much so that J.J. Watt, after the game, is calling out his teammates. Yeah, I and, saw that. Yeah. And, and so this week, you know, I think Henry runs, runs wild, as he has all year, which now opens up the downfield throws. And now the Titans get to take advantage of the Texans' defense like some other teams have been doing lately. And so A.J. Brown, Davis, Tannehill, Johnny Smith, I think, gets back on track. And I think the Titans uh, – at least finish the season with a win going into the playoffs. Falcons and Bucks. Bucks have nothing to prove. This one's hard to figure. If Brady starts, then start him. And I like Deshaun Vaughn here. He got 16 carries last week. That's more than I think he had all year. And I like Calvin really to go over 1,200 yards. That's always a milestone. Yeah, we, we talked about Brady loves this stage this time of year. And so against the Falcons, he lit it up. Gronkowski was on fire also. Uh, Mike Evans is obviously Brady's other go-to guy. And we talked about Brady had four touchdowns at halftime, probably could have had double that in the second half if he if he had stayed in and played. But Matt Ryan in his last two games has thrown for at least 300 yards and totaled five passing touchdowns in those two games. Uh, so the other Falcon to consider, 
I think also is Hayden Hurst. He hasn't had a ton of production, but he has the last two games caught a touchdown. Washington at the Eagles. Can you say Tyler Heineke at quarterback for Washington? Uh, but Nobody can say Tyler Heineke. <laughs> it's not spelled like Heineke. I know. It's, it's like, okay, who? You know, uh, the Eagles are playing for a spot. Uh, so I'm not too uh, thrilled with Washington this week. I do like Gibson here and Thomas. I'd take Hertz and Sanders for the Eagles. Yeah, I think the other guy I'd throw in there for the Eagles would be Zach Hertz. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I think, and he have found a chemistry lately, these last, especially last game. And so I think that has a chance to continue because, as we all know, every young quarterback's best friend is a good, solid tight end. And that's what Zach Hurts is. You know, I see a future marketing scheme if those two guys continue to look it up. <laughs> uh, double Hurts or Double Hurts. Uh, right, uh, yeah, right. Somewhere in there. There's got to be something in there. Somebody from uh, uh, Madison Avenue will kick something in there. Cowboys at Giants. Looks like Zeke and Dalton may be back. They're both plays against the Giants here, as is Cooper and Lamb. Uh, Shepard and Jones are both plays. And I do like Gallman this week, despite uh, what he did last week, because he's playing the Cowboys D. For me, Shepard with the Giants is the possibility here. Jones... Uh, has to throw somebody, right? And yeah. But even since uh, Tampa Bay rocked Jones's world a few weeks ago, he just hasn't been – he's been terrible. There's no other way to say it. He's had six sacks in each of his last two games, only one touchdown in the last four, and that was a Sterling Shepard. So of the two, of any Giants player, I would play Sterling Shepard because I think he's really pretty much their only go-to guy now. Jets at Patriots, all of a sudden we like the Jets, and even against New England, I don't like anyone in this game at all. <laughs> The, the one possible jet for me to recommend here is Jameson Crowder. Uh, solid slot receiver, like Sterling Shepard for the Giants, who causes major matchup problems, so does Crowder. And even though most of Crowder's production came really in the first three games this year, his last two have been solid as well. Nearly 100 yards receiving against the Browns, and he threw a touchdown last week. Charges the Chiefs, Le'Veon Bell, and Justin Herbert. That's it, because I do believe Andy Reid's going to rest everyone except Bell. So if you have anybody, uh, any of the KC backups, I believe there's starts here. And I'd, I'd flip to the Chargers and say, I'd start Arson Eckler. Um, he's somebody that is producing both in the running game and the passing game. They create plays for him down in the red zone like they did last week. So he did catch a receiving touchdown. Uh, and the Chiefs, like you said, uh, won't be playing really any of their offense or defensive starters. So I, I do like Eckler. Vikings at Lions, no one on the Lions, and Dalvin Cook to go over 1,600 yards. I like that. I like Thielen here as well. Yeah, Kirk Cousins, as I mentioned earlier, is a guy nobody talks about and I think has had a fantastic fantasy, uh, wise, a fantasy football season for himself this year. He produces every week. Um, including last week against New Orleans. Uh, the other guy to start is Jefferson. And as we've talked about all year long, he's really been somebody that, that uh, Cousins has developed chemistry with. To go back to Cousins for just a second, in his last six games, he's got 15 touchdowns to two interceptions. In four of those games, he's got three touchdowns in each of those. So I think he's a solid play too. Steelers at Browns, tough one here, longtime rivalry. Mike Tomlin has announced he will rest uh, Roethlisberger. Maybe Juju and Connor as well. I, I kind of expect that to happen. Uh, he may, and, and he's doing that, so that means Mason Rudolph's a play here. And he has something to prove. Uh, Benny Snell has something to prove. He'll probably get some playing time. McFarland's been out. Uh, so who knows where he's going to go with this. Kind of keep an eye on this as you get closer to the uh, end of the week. The Browns will play to win as the Ravens try to keep pace with them. So Mayfield, and if the receivers are off the COVID list, I'd go with him. And, of course, Nick Chubb. 
crazy how well the Browns have played this season yet because of that debacle in New York. Now they have to win or go home mm-hmm. in Cleveland. You know, the Steelers resting their starters, but hard to say which Browns to start. Are the receivers going to be healthy and off the COVID list? Who knows? Um, after last week's performance, I think Mayfield for me has to be going, has to go back to being a sit type player. Um, obviously we don't know yet about the receivers and, uh, even though heading into the Jets game, everyone who, Comments on the NFL noted how that running tandem of Chubb and Hunt would dominate. Well, they didn't. And so I agree with you. Too confusing who to start on either team, even though the Browns season and Cleveland's 18-year playoff drought rides on the outcome of this game. Ravens and Bengals. Now, the Ravens need to win and should win against Cincinnati, who has nothing to lose. But the Cincinnati's been playing out lights out lately. So I would start Ravens in this one. I would also start Bernard uh, as well. The right, the Bengals, they're a head scratcher here too. They've started two different quarterbacks in the last two games and come up big in both games and dominate. Uh, it, so it doesn't seem to matter who's playing quarterback for them. They're hot. I'm not sure the Ravens win here because Cincinnati was dominant in both their last wins, one against Pittsburgh and the other against Houston. I do like Lamar Jackson, though, who's finally getting back, looking like the MVP he was a year ago. And then don't forget about Mark Andrews because he's the tight end that uh, has found some great chemistry with Lamar Jackson over this uh, last couple of years. Packers at Bears. Packers are playing for nothing, so the starters may rest with a week uh, upcoming. You know, So keep an eye on who is going to start a quarterback. Is Tim Boyle still the backup quarterback there? I don't know. Uh, Bears need to win, so Trubisky, Robinson, certainly Montgomery, and I even like Jimmy Graham here. Yeah, this could be the statement game for the Bears since that Philly double doink playoff loss a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, The Bears don't have one signature win against a respected opponent this year. Uh, This would be it. Green Bay playing for the number one seed in Lambeau. Um, I like who you like for Chicago. Uh, Last week, last time the Bears beat the Packers, though, was Nagy's first year in 2018 in December toward the end of the year. Um, Matt LaFleur, though, was not the coach. He's 3-0 against the Bears, and we expect this would be a cold-weather game, although snow is not forecasted uh, to be falling on Sunday. So the, the issue for me, or the question is, can Trubisky limit mistakes while trying to keep pace with Rodgers and the Packers' offense? Saints and Panthers. Uh, Saints will likely rest the starter, so uh, either Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston may be worth a pull. Keep an eye on that. Uh, that may be a, uh, a Saturday decision. Uh, Bridgewater and Carolina may be your play here as well. And in addition to Bridgewater, Bridgewater I like Curtis Samuel, uh, both as a receiver and a running back. Uh, he busted off a 45-yard run last week against Washington, also over 100 yards receiving. Mike Davis is running back, too, and, and – uh, to me, would be a possibility. He runs hard. He's quick. And with McCaffrey out, he is their red zone running back. Dolphins at Bills. Dolphins need to win. And Miles Gaskin looks like a real play here, coming off an 87-yard five-catch day. He also had a pair of touchdowns receiving and an additional 82 yards. Uh, Josh Allen may just be too much for the Dolphins. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, the Dolphins are kind of the feel-good story of the year, right? Their defense is playing well. Their, their offense does what it has to do to win games. Um, and then Buffalo, really nothing to play for. Obviously, it looks like they're going to rest their starters. And that opens, to me, up the pos- possibility for having a good day for a guy like tight end Mike Kosicki for Miami. Tall, lanky, great red zone target in several games this year has come out of the game as Miami's leading receiver. 
Seahawks at Niners. Seahawks likely rest their starters. Give Rashad Penny a look here. Jeff Wilson's still a play in San Francisco, though. And C.J. Bether had three touchdowns passing last week and showed some athleticism running the ball as well. Uh, now that Kittle's back, he's also a legit start here. And coming out of last week uh, against the Cardinals, he was their leading receiver with 92 yards. And don't forget, uh, Kittle is an excellent red zone option. Uh, Cardinals, Rams, Rams and Cardinals both need wins. So stick with the Rams receivers and Akers down with an ankle injury. So check the injury reports to see if he's back. Kyler Murray's a play here. And I like Fitzgerald this week too. Hopkins was hurt. So I'd keep an eye on him as well. Well, the word I had after the last game is Murray's also banged up a little bit. He's going to be day to day. We all know the Rams are going to be without golf, but uh, Murray's status is a little bit unknown at this point. Um, but I think they can take uh, what I heard uh, Cliff Kings were talking about after the game was if he has to, uh, the first consideration will be to get Kyler Murray to play a little bit more from the pocket and not run because it's a hurt leg that he actually has. Uh, but that's obviously we're talking about, you know, a little bit further down the road in the week before that determination is going to get made. Raiders at Broncos after last week's giveaway. The Raiders may be really down and out in a meaningless game. Uh, playing for pride, I'm not sure anyone here is a good fit, except Jacobs, who needs only 24 yards to reach 1,000. Well, as you know, for me, the guy with the Raiders is Darren Waller. I don't care who's throwing him the ball. He's a beast. Uh, most of the year, it's been Carr. Marietta had to step in a week or two ago. He, did, he looked great as well. Um, Aguilar's finishing strong. Carr, if he ends up playing, and he should, He's a beast, and, and his numbers have been reflective of how well he's played the last few weeks. Um, you know, as for Denver, I, I, I would just sit them all and wait for the draft. Well, next week, we're going to be looking at the uh, first week, uh, first round of the playoffs. We'll cover that for you. There you have it. Kramer and Brill Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, you can uh, find our podcasts on uh, wherever you find your podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Lipson, Radio.com, and uh, we'll be there for you. But the easiest way to find any of the links and all the stuff we've done, previous shows and uh, all sorts of things, would be go to our website. That's KramerandBrill.com, KramerandBrill.com. For my colleague and my friend, Eric Kramer, I'm Bob Brill. We'll see you next time.